Welcome to another episode of Get Right for Sunday. I am Pastor Wright. And I'm Vicar Leeper. And this week we will be looking at the Gospel of St. Matthew, the 16th chapter, verses 13 through 20. This will be for Sunday, August 23rd, the 12th Sunday after Pentecost. So this is this very interesting text, probably one of the denser ones that we've ever tried to tackle. And just reading through it, I've got a lot of questions. If you haven't read it yet, feel free to turn to Matthew 16, 13 through 20 if you can, uh, and follow, follow along. So Jesus, with his disciples, comes to Caesarea Philippi, and he, he asks them a question, kind of a little bit out of the blue, it seems. He asks them, who do people say that the Son of Man is? I know you can't read the mind of Jesus, but can you give me some idea? Why is Jesus asking them this question? That's a fascinating question because I really like how you framed it. Out of the blue, they've been walking. This isn't uh, the first time that they've been walking around. There's some good, there's been a good time of ministry taking place. The disciples have seen uh, Jesus do miracles. They've definitely heard him teaching. This is after him walking on the water. This is after, as you mentioned, uh, they worship him. So there's already this connection. And so this this statement, uh, who do people say the son of man is? He didn't ask, who do you say I am? He doesn't ask, who do the Pharisees and scribes say? This is the general public, the people we're walking past, the people mm. we've come in contact with. What are they saying? And we know Jesus knows all things. The question really pushes the disciples. What have I noticed watching the people? What have I heard? Because it's not that they live in this bubble where they're only talking to Jesus. They still have lives. They still have families. They still have friends. And so the question really is for the disciples. It's not for Jesus. And we hear in the answer, uh, which I, I think is interesting, this question is to push the disciples into, what have you seen me do? And mm -hmm. how has that been received? Huh. And again, it, it's for the disciples to push them. So when they reply and they kind of give these people's answers, they suggest John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. Is there any significance or reason that uh, the general public is suggesting these as possible answers? Or, or maybe even, why is this even a question? Because, I mean, if I'm going around and I'm teaching people, people don't say, who is that guy? Maybe he's a thousand-year-old prophet. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting in, in the aspect of, Who's named? Uh, John the Baptist. This is just, I think this is a conspiracy. And the idea is, what is Jesus preaching? Well, it's the same thing that John the Baptist was preaching. But what's interesting is when John the Baptist is preaching, he's pointing to Jesus. Mm -hmm. This is the Lamb of God. This is where the kingdom of God will come from. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand while he's pointing at Jesus. Mm. But when Jesus shows up, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, he points to himself saying, I am here. So we get the connection of the same preaching. And so when they say John the Baptist, I would, again, just 
my personal uh, thought, they might be asking, did John the Baptist really die? Because oh. it's the same preaching, it's the same teaching, the same continuation. Um, I think with Elijah, this is all just hopeful stuff, mm-hmm. because now this is the fulfillment of Scripture. Because that was promised, wasn't it? Right. The, the promise of Elijah coming again before the Messiah, which I think is interesting, because the crowds, the people, haven't connected the dots that all the miraculous things that only God can do is not connected to Jesus being God, being the Messiah, being the Christ. And it's just, we're still waiting for the Messiah. Notice none of this points to Jesus being the Son of God, uh, later the confession of Simon Peter. And then Jeremiah, or one of the prophets, again, this just points back to the promises. Mm -hmm. This has to be somebody else. This isn't the one Hmm. yet. And it's all hopeful. And this isn't to uh, degrade Jesus or anything like that. But Jesus is just a new teacher. He's infamous right now uh, with the feeding of the 5,000, with uh, the walking on water. All these events are something new is happening. Yeah. The connection hasn't been made yet for the general populace that this is the Messiah. Right. Well, and a week or two ago, we talked about Jesus walking on water. And that wasn't an event that was witnessed by everybody. That was just witnessed by the disciples. Um, And as you mentioned earlier, that's an event where the disciples worship Jesus. Uh, Jesus saves Peter after after summoning Peter out on the water. And when he gets back in the boat and the storm calms, they fall down and they worship him, which is a big deal. You don't worship Elijah. You don't worship Jeremiah. You don't worship the prophets. You don't worship John the Baptist. Which I think is interesting because the disciples don't interject. They The people got it wrong because they're calling you these things. Mm-hmm. They just say they're calling you these things. And I think they're still wrestling. Yeah. Well... He does ask that question, though. Mm-hmm. He does say, well, who do you say that I am? And Peter, uh, Peter, our guy, uh, steps up and he, and he says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. What? Un- unpack that. I'm going to call it a confession. Unpack that confession a little bit for me. What's Peter saying? Peter is saying, you are not just John the Baptist, mm-hmm. Elijah or one of the prophets. You are bigger than all of them. You are, and we hear, the son of the living God. The son. That is a connection to God himself. That isn't an adoption. That isn't, you're a really good guy, and God just must love you more than anybody else. Mm -hmm. No, you are from him. You are connected to him. And especially the Christ. This is the anointed one. Yeah, This is the Messiah, the Savior. Only God can be the Christ. Again, it is not just um, a good guy or a better guy or um, a, a man of God. This is the one promised. This is the fulfillment of all the Old Testament. Yeah. When, um, is it Andrew? This is the one we've been waiting for. Come and see. Mm. And we, we see here, uh, Peter gets it. Yeah. Or at least he, he makes this confession. Uh, this is a statement that doesn't just happen. 
I think you're you're onto something really interesting here, especially raising this kind of two-part confession. So you've got, you're the Christ, you're the Messiah, you're the promised one. And it seems like there's almost Messiah fever going on right now with who the crowd's at least saying he is. Uh, but then we've also got this second part, the son of the living God. Is that a, is that a confession of deity? Yes, absolutely. And it's also making a statement that this isn't just a mere God, a Christ. It is the Christ, the God. And to have the things together. Yes. And to have this connection, uh, the son of the living God, it's not just an abstract deity. It's not just an abstract concept. And again, it's not just a good guy, the living God of creation the living God of our forefathers, Abraham, Isaac. All this is now manifest in the person standing before Peter, Hmm. which is interesting for us because it is still the one who comes to us in the proclamation of the word, in the sacraments, and so on and so forth, connecting us to God himself, the one who has sent his son, his promised one, his anointed one, and connects us to him. Again, just yeah. huge, huge concept. So it's a pretty big deal for, for Peter to say this. Well, it, it, frankly, it's blasphemous. Yeah. Why would you say that about a guy? Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I, with the worshiping Jesus with the walking on water, oh, yeah. that's a that's a, that's a crime worthy of death. Oh, yeah, you'd be stoned. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good thing they said this in the privacy of their own little uh, conversation here. Well, um, when he's, when Peter says this, Jesus, Jesus says, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I think this is really interesting, this idea of how does Peter know this? And what's fascinating is Peter knows it the same way that we know it, the same way we can make that confession. Uh, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Peter is a fisherman by trade. He works hard. He's a good, faithful Jew. It's not that he has sat there and studied scripture. He didn't sit at the feet of the Pharisees and he has this some um, list of all the attributes that the Messiah must fulfill (laughs) and is checking it off as Jesus does miracles, as he says this and that. It's not the lists I've seen online where people are like, okay, here's the 240 or whatever the number is. He doesn't have like a checklist. He doesn't have a conspiracy theory wall. Yeah, with the the lines, the the yarn. (laughs) The yarn in between all of them, yeah. yeah. Uh, No, this comes to him through the work of the Holy Spirit. And, And The Holy Spirit's not mentioned in our text. It says, um, but my Father who is in heaven, uh, he sends his Holy Spirit to reveal the Son. The Son reveals the Father. And so we really do see the Trinity, the full Trinity at Mm -hmm. work in this text because faith is created through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit opens and reveals this knowledge. Mm -hmm. It is the revelation. It is divine revelation, not natural revelation. For when we look at creation, when we look at ourselves, we will never find God. Mm -hmm. We'll find um, 
the natural things, we'll, we'll get an understanding that there must be a God, but we won't find him because that's all natural things and we're basically trying to look at ourselves to figure out who God is. And we'll never find God in ourselves. God comes outside of us to us. So this is a, definitely evidence of the work of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. as the Father has sent him to reveal Christ so that we will know salvation. Now, while you were talking, that kind of made me think, so it's this divine revelation. This has been revealed to Peter from God, but it wasn't like lightning struck Peter and Peter was like, ah, now I know. And I think this actually transitions into the next verse, which is where Jesus says, and I tell you, uh, you are Peter. Uh, And fun little Greek fact, uh, Peter in Greek is Petros, which means rock. Uh, but I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What I think is, and we'll, we'll come back to that, because there's a ton to unpack there. What's interesting is, thinking again, how does Peter know this? How does Peter confess this? It's divine revelation, but it didn't just come out of nowhere. It came from God coming into the world, through Jesus, but also now today and afterwards through his church church. So to back up a little bit, I do have some questions about um, what is the rock that Jesus is building his church on? And I don't just mean this as the historical debate of, is the, is Peter the rock? Is his confession the rock? Feel free to get into that. <laughs> but also, like, what is the foundation of the church? Um, what is the church built on? Because I do think that matters, because it affects what we do. And who we think we are, and what we view our relationship to the world and God is. Oh, absolutely. And what's really neat about that is we really do get to have the Sunday school answer, Jesus. (laughs) The rock is Jesus, because this is what Peter confesses. You are the Son of God, the Christ. And again, it's the definite, the Christ, not a Christ, not a God, not a good person. Not a Savior, but the Savior. Exactly. And so this rock is my work. This is the work that will rescue you, me, everyone who believes from sin, death, and hell. And the church will be built on the foundation, the cornerstone rejected by the builders. This is all about Jesus. And when Jesus is speaking to to Peter, I, I can't help but... Uh, I know you can't see me, but my hands are up in the air and I'm really talking with my hands. And I see Jesus doing the same thing when he speaks of this and upon this rock. And it is definitely mm-hmm. me yeah. pointing to me. You make this confession about me and I will make sure that you stand upon what I do, what I give, what I deliver for all time. And so the, this rock is nothing less than Jesus and his work then, his work now, and the fulfillment of what we will have in the resurrection. So Jesus as Christ Messiah and as Son of the living God, that confession, Christ's work, God coming into the world to be its Savior, that's the foundation that the church is built on. Yes, and it's so much more than Jesus just showing up and saying, I'm God, Yeah, I'll see you later. (laughs) Because what does he do? He envelops all of humanity Mm 
mm-hmm. in his flesh. He lives the perfect life, dies the death we deserve, and rises again so that we know, because we're in him, we have life. And so, the, again, uh, the Christ, the Son, the living God, only in Jesus can we have that promise, which is amazing because only in the Holy Spirit will we know Christ, will we know Jesus as the Christ, the Son, and the living God. Well, thanks for talking to us, Pastor Wright. Thanks for answering my questions. Uh, I just want to tell you, our listeners, that here at Holy Cross, Christ is our foundation. Uh, The confession that we worship Christ, the Son of the living God, is true here at Holy Cross. And if you would like to come and learn more, feel free to check out our website, which is in the description below, or give us a a shout-out at our emails, which are also linked below. We'd love to continue to talk to you more. You're also welcome to come and and worship with us. We have worship at 6 p.m. on Saturdays and 8 o'clock and 9.45 on Sundays, with that 8 o'clock service being live-streamed. You can find that on our Facebook page, or our website. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, Please subscribe, share with anyone else that you think might benefit from us, and God's peace and blessings be with you.